Hola, friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage, and Money podcast, the only podcast for physicians who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I'm your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and certified life coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome and bienvenidos. Oh my gosh, welcome back. Well, thank you so much for giving me guys some time today. We're going to talk about scheduling time for more fun. The title of this podcast, Would You Want to Be Married to Yourself? Or How how to Create That that Person That You Want to Be Married To? Or, you know, just like, what does that look like? What does that look like? Because let's let's just step back. Okay, let's step back. Let's be the observer of our own marriage and think to ourselves, what would it be like to be married to me? What would that look like? Does that look fun? Does that look romantic? Does that look joyful? I had a client come to me last week and she said, you know, I've just finished breastfeeding my twins. I have been doing, you know, she has multiple children before that. She's like, I've been doing this for several years of my life. I've like, we've got the groove going. We're both in jobs we enjoy. I just wish we had more fun together. I wish I want more of that fun, more of that joy that we used to have in a relationship that we just don't have anymore. I mean, there's nothing wrong. We're not like crazy yelling at each other. We're not getting in crazy arguments, but I just want more fun. I want more love. I want more romance. And I asked her, okay, so, and this was a, this was on her day off. So I I asked her, well, what have you been doing on your day off that looks fun and loving? What does that look like in your own life, in your own free time? When do you just have a day off for yourself? And this is what she said. Well, she she made a to-do list. So first of all, she went to the gym. And that brings her a lot of joy because she loves working out. She loves moving her body. She loves doing that, that healthy thing for her body that does, she doesn't always get to do, that she has multiple kids, children running around and multiple responsibilities and then going to work. So she's like, I went to the gym that brought me a lot of joy. And then I came home and I made a list of like 20 things that I have to get done. And then I'm like, how am I going to get all these 20 things? (laughs) She wrote this list. Okay. And she's like, I have this unscheduled time, right? Let's like, let's say four hours, five hours before she has to go pick all her kids up from school. Just to do literally anything. This could be something fun. It could be something that brought her joy. Okay. She decided to go to the gym and then write a 20 page list of something to do. Because why? Because as physicians, we want to use every unscheduled moment, even on our days off to get all the things done. Well, does that sound fun? Does that sound loving? Does that sound joyful? And is the time she did spend at the gym, you know, giving her body what it needed for that 45 minutes, hour, is that enough? Was that enough to spark joy, to set her day up, to set her week up the one day she has off? And what does this have to do with your relationship? Okay. Cause it's, it's, she came to me wanting to have more joy, more fun of relationship. 
This is what I have to tell you guys. If you are overscheduling yourself with to-dos, if you can barely make time to rest or to sleep, then you're not, I, I, I'm pretty much assuming, but look at your list. Look at your own list. I'm thinking you're not making enough time for your own joy, for your own rest, for your own romance. So how can you go to your spouse and look to that relationship for more fun and more joy when you're not doing that with yourself? So this is action item number one. Write this down. Schedule more time for joy every day. Do you want every day to be, oh, well, well, I, I mean, I went, you can say we did this on the weekend. We went to a birthday party or we went to the pumpkin patch this weekend. Isn't that enough? I don't know. You have to ask yourself is going to the pumpkin patch on a Saturday going to be enough joy for your entire week? And did that involve feeding toddlers, talking to teenagers about when to meet you back? Did that involve coordinating things with your family, getting everybody in the car and out of the car? Did that involve any rest? Maybe it was joyful. Maybe it wasn't restful. Maybe you want both. Okay, so if you can't have and schedule time for fun and joy in your own day, don't go to your spouse looking for more fun and for more joy. It's the same premise as if you want to be loved, right? We all want to be loved. If we're loved, we feel seen. We feel heard. We feel understood. We feel validated if we're loved. What if we were instead of loved, loving? If we were loving, that would encompass so much more. It would fill your cup so much more every day for the rest of those hours, for the rest of the week, maybe. If we showed up loving instead of looking for love, then we would already had it, have it. We would own it. So just the same way that you show up to a relationship with love instead of for love, as many of you have heard me speak about before. And if you haven't, you're hearing me speak about it now. How can I be loving already and come to the relationship with love instead of for love? Well, let me just show you an example. So I used to, when I felt sad or angry or depressed, I used to just expect that my husband would know that I was sad because I was mopey because I wasn't talking to him because maybe there was some tears and then I would expect him to just know what to do next. Well, maybe he should just hold my hand or maybe he would be quiet and let, give me space or maybe he would say exactly the things that I wanted to hear. <laughs> okay, no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. What's going to happen instead is he's going to say something wrong because I'm expecting him to say something else. He's going to fill up the space with words about wherever he's coming from because we're all humans and we are all dealing with our own drama and baggage every single day. And he has some too. Or he's going to give me too much space. And then I'm going to feel like, oh, but 
he he doesn't see me. He doesn't hear me. Okay, so this was old Kate Mangona 1.0, and this is new Kate Mangona 2.0. So when I am feeling sad or angry and needing that love, what do I say? And this is most of the time, not all the time, because sometimes I do slip back into that 1.0. Okay, so 2.0, Kate Mangona. I am going to tell him how I am feeling and tell him what I am needing. Not that he needs to give it to me. I am going to tell him what I need and then go get it myself. What do I need right now? I need a nap. So I'm going to either ask you to watch the kids or I'm going to ask the babysitter to come over and watch the kids. Or I'm going to drop them off at school and take a nap on my day off. I am not going to do the laundry. I'm not going to do the dishes. Not that I really do a ton of laundry anyway, but I do do the dishes more than I'd like to do because there's always dishes to be done all day long. And I haven't prioritized hiring the neighborhood high school or college person to come do them for me for whatever they would ask, which would be great. And they could have more money and do things that they wanted, right? I'd be providing value for them. They'd be providing value for me. Okay. Tangent. So let's get back to asking for what we want, finding what we want. Okay. What brings us joy? So action item number one was schedule time for more fun, romance, and joy in your life. So if you do that, you need a list. You need a list of all the things that bring you joy. What is that? You know, it doesn't look like a trip to the spa for everybody. For some people, it looks like recording a podcast. For some people, it looks like asking your neighbor or asking your best friend to go to lunch, to go to tea, to go grab coffee, maybe after you drop the kids off at school on your day off or Maybe that looks like figuring out a way that you can cut back on the things you don't really want to do, okay? And maybe going to work is something you love because it gives you a break from the chaos of the home and you can actually eat and go to the bathroom when you want to do those things. So you actually enjoy going to work because it's that's your time. If you're not enjoying going to work, because you feel the burden, you feel the pains, you feel the other bureaucratic red tape, then figure out what it is, why you're still doing it. Is it for the money? Figure that out. Is it because of the student loans? Well, couldn't you make money another way? You know, you would figure it out. You've come this far. You went through medical school, residency, and fellowship. So, Schedule time for more fun. Now, let's step back again. Why are you creating a to-do list of things you don't want to do? Okay, go back to that physician who came to me last week who was looking for more joy and romance in her relationship. Her husband never did the laundry, never did the dishes. So she just did it because it needs to be done, right? And she understood he took on other responsibilities in the house, whatever they were. We didn't really name them. 
but she didn't have resentment or disdain. If you do have that, you know, that's a whole separate conversation, but she just did them because they need to be done. Why? Why does the laundry need to be done? Let's dig deeper into that. Well, she didn't want to send her kids to school in dirty clothes. She didn't want them smelling gross. Why not? I mean, do you want your kids to go to school smelling gross? How gross do their kids act, their clothing actually really smell? You know, if they're little itty bitty, I don't know. Their sweat glands really haven't matured all that much when they're, when they're tiny. Okay. Say when they do, when they do, like they're going through puberty. Hmm. Maybe they're old enough to do the laundry by themselves. Maybe you can ask your neighborhood high school friend to come do it for you. Or ask your cleaning service who already comes once a week. Hey, can I add on an extra this much for you to do my laundry too? Or do you know of somebody who might come do that for me? You know, but here's the thing. You don't have to do it yourself. And this is the same thing, not just with laundry. I know I talk about laundry a lot, but this is the same thing with meal preparation, with organization, with decorating your house, right? We hire decorators, we hire organizers, designers, we hire builders. We don't sit and build our house with the nails in the wood unless you are that person who does, right? Today I was in my bedroom trying to put together a bed frame because I was so excited. I just got it off Wayfair. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to listen to a meeting and put my bed frame together at the same time. The pieces wouldn't fit. Number five would not fit into the head frame, to the headboard. And that was the first step. That was the second step after I took out these little metal things that were in there to kind of like preserve the integrity of the frame. I was supposed to put number five, the bed pot, like one of the foots into the bed frame. Guess what? It didn't work. And then I was like, Kate, why am I? And I jammed it in so hard. You can't even get it out. It's going to take like a muscle man who can like lift 500 pounds to come and get this thing out. So what I did was not get mad at my husband for not already putting together the bed frame because we had, you know, so much of that free time this weekend to do that. I didn't get angry at him for not being around to watch the kids while I put the bed frame together or where I, you know, no, you know, I hopped on Wayfair. I scheduled somebody to come out here and assemble it. So I don't have to do it. Should I have done that from the beginning? Maybe, you know, maybe I could have, but you know, I've actually put this bed frame together before. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it in Jiffy during one of my meetings where I'm just listening in. Like I actually enjoy that sometimes. Okay. But if I could come here and talk to you guys instead, that would be so much more valuable, right? Because I have, I know I have hundreds of you listening. If I pull it up, Last week when I uh, released my podcast, I know there was like, you know, four or 500 extra downloads that week and I hadn't released, you know, five months prior. So maybe 500 of you are listening to this right now. And if I could just get you to schedule more joy in your life every single day, not just every single week, not just every single month, instead of putting together my bed frame and hire somebody else to do it for $90, Hey, I'm going to pick talking to you guys every single day. Maybe it's not even 500. Maybe it's just one of you. Maybe just one of you is feeling stuck, feeling like they they want more romance and fun with your spouse. Okay, so let's do this. So open up your calendar, pull up your to-do list and figure out if every single thing on that list brings you joy. And if it doesn't, 
then take it off and don't do it. What would happen to those things? Well, they'd get done one way or another. But here's the magic is you get to decide. You then get to decide whether you do enjoy doing the laundry. Okay. Sometimes I really do get joy by taking out some stains on a piece of clothing before I throw it in so that my my nanny or my housekeeper can come and do the laundry because right? I know that stain's going to be out. They're not going to miss it. Oh, good. So much joy. I loved it. I chose to do it. I chose to spend that 10 minutes or that five minutes getting that out. I didn't have to do it, but I wanted to. There's a difference, right? Whether you have to or want to. Now, what was that worth? You know, that's another thing I talk about with my clients is what is your time worth? You know, if the hospital says you're worth $350 an hour, $200 an hour, $400, some people are worth $1,000 an hour. You get to decide, okay, am I going to accept that? You know, and then we get into trading time for money. And, you know, I don't exactly want you to do that, but how much is your time worth? The only reason I have people do this exercise is because if your time is worth $350 per hour, which this physician last week decided her time, her the hospital she works for has told her that's much how much they're going to pay her per hour. Is she really going to be doing laundry for those four hours on her day off because she has multiple children, multiple loads, multiple hours of laundry where she could instead be resting, recharging, going to her favorite coffee shop and reading. Also, she's a teacher, so she has papers to grade. Okay, she has theses to read and give a reflection on wouldn't that be so much more valuable and worth her time than doing laundry? And the person you hire to do laundry, are you going to pay them $350 an hour? Well, that's your choice. Whatever it is you do pay them and you agree upon, that is then going to add value to their life. Okay, so you're not doing it. And here's the thing. She had this thought that it would be entitled to hire somebody else to do her laundry. Like it took her a lot of thought work. It took a lot of mental English just to get a housekeeper. Okay. Now, now some, now she's going to invite somebody to come in and do her laundry. Listen, these people we invite into our homes or we employ, we hire to do things for ourselves or for our practice, for our business. We're putting food on their table. We're putting food in their children's mouths. How special, how valuable, how important is that? We do the same thing at work. Do we go to work and room all of our patients? Do we go to work and schedule them? No, we don't. Because guess what? We are doing what we do best, which is actually seeing the patients lying our hands on their stomachs, on their chest, auscultating. Okay, we're, we are listening, getting the history, diagnosing, making, doing the assessment and plan. That's where our worth is in what we do as physicians, not only, right? Just part of. So go through your list. What brings you joy? Cooking. Okay. Making dinner, meal prepping. Some people love that. Some people that brings them so much joy and some people, they just want to do it when they get in the mood. Not. Okay. So would you want to be married to you? Let's go back to that question. How to want to be married to you? Find the love, find the joy, find the romance on your own, on your day off. Step one, take the day off. Okay. Take that day off. Multiple days off per month. 
don't go banking your holiday, you know, just for the holidays where it's going to be chaotic and with all the family you may not want to be with. Okay. How to want to be married to you? Be joyful, be loving, be romantic instead of waiting for it to happen. And that is it, my friends, for today. I just want you to really, I gave you step one, okay, is to take the time off. I guess we're going to go back and my first actionable item, my step one is to, was is actually going to become step two because first you have to schedule the actual day off. And it could be a half day. It could actually just be like a few hours of the morning or a few hours of the night. So just schedule that time. Okay, and then number two, put fun and joy in that time slot. And then you will notice a difference. You will notice more joy and love pop up. So thank you so much, friends, for listening. Go grade papers in your coffee shop, okay? Go allow your spouse to scroll on their phone. Allow your spouse to have a different parenting style. Allow your spouse to be angry and frustrated with you, with the house, with the mess, with work. Allow it. How can you allow it? Because you're already joyful. You're already loving. You're already romantic in your own way. So once you start to allow them, right, to scroll on their phone, to be disrespectful, which is a thought, right? A story we're telling ourselves, whatever. And then you find that space to show up. The dance will change. I assure you, it will change. They will notice the joy. They will notice the love. They will notice the romance. And you will be coming at it from a completely different way. So much love to you and your spouse. If you are finding the concepts I teach in this podcast useful and want more in-depth personalized support for your relationship, consider this your invitation to join me in creating the most connected, intimate relationship with your spouse that you could dream of. Go to www.medicinemarriageandmoney.com right now and download my 18-page medical marriage survival guide and workbook at no cost to you. It has been known to decrease fighting, rumination, and grudges between you and your loved ones. And if you want to take it a step further, really enhance the joint connection in all of your relationships, including those most intimate and dearest to you, sign up for a discovery call by clicking contact us and book a free consultation on my website, www.medicinemarriageandmoney.com. Thank you for leaving us a five-star review, telling your friends about the podcast. In doing so, you have the power to improve someone else's life simply by sharing this podcast. Talk about pay it forward. Much love to you and your spouse. You're exactly where you need to be in this moment. Adios, my friends. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for, for professional, medical, or financial advice. The opinions provided on this podcast are for those 
of myself or the invited guest alone. They do not represent the opinions of any particular institution. Always seek the advice of your physician or financial advisor with any questions you may have of a medical condition or financial plan. This is for your entertainment 